and many men I that began have been to go into released the county jail into the Fourth Avenue uh, jail. Watch and God just a very short their lives, time. and I was now they're making an incredible difference in the community uh, consistently, and every week. And I began to really feel like God had called me uh, into this ministry because He crossed every T and put every comma in. And I realized that God was using me to make a, an incredible difference in the lives of literally hundreds of men. Well, welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and, and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the valley, CCV has 15 campuses where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith, where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at in your own personal walk, adults young and old will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. Well, welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360. The year just is rushing by, and we have a very special guest with us today. In fact, he is perhaps my best friend, my longtime prayer warrior. He's been around CCV for a long time. If you go to the Saturday night service in Peoria, you will meet Rick Wapel. Rick is a prayer warrior. He has serves Jesus like none other, and we're going to talk about that today as we go through what a day is like in his life, what he is doing with the people who are um, incarcerated. We'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk about real specific examples of how lives have been changed as God has used Rick all these years. I have literally hours that I could talk about just in the experiences that Rick and I have had together Rick has traveled with me on occasion, and um, we, we may talk about that today, but those journeys I'll remember for the rest of my life. So with us today is Rick Wapel. Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you, Larry. It's really good to be here, and it's a blessing. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about you and your ministry. Um, share with our audience a little bit about when you came to CCV and what that journey has been like. Um, my wife and I, Janice... Uh, started coming to Christ Church of the Valley in 1995, and um, we are still coming, and we love CCV, and uh, we've got to watch CCV grow uh, to where it is now. 40,000 people. <laughs> uh, incredible. Yeah. So tell us a little about maybe your, your journey as you came to Christ and as you were growing up. Uh, when I was growing up, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and uh, actually I was an altar boy through many years. And when I was in my early 20s, I felt led. I didn't know what it was that led me. I was actually even compelled to go to 
of Billy Graham Crusade here in Phoenix in 1974. And on the second night of the crusade, I felt very clear that Billy was speaking to me directly and that the things he was saying was being said to me directly. And that evening, I gave my heart and my life to the Lord. And it was such an incredible night. My heart was touched so deeply that I wept and wept and wept, and I could just feel the pain and the anguish and the the sins of my life being washed away. Mm. Well, you came out of uh, uh, both Rick and I are about the same age. I uh, we grew up in the '60s, and um, and of course, Rick and I joke from time to time about that. And and I I'd often ask him. I said, "So, so did you go to?" To, uh, to to Woodstock, and uh, he would look at me and said, "Yes, but but I don't remember any of it." And uh, that that was our little private joke that, you know, there was a lot of drugs involved at that time, right, Rick? That's true. And I did go to Woodstock, and uh, um, I got to hang out with Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Richie Havens and and the whole crew, and it was really. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, an experience that I, I will never forget. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could have another podcast, and maybe we will in the future. That kind of deals with that time in our life. Uh, I didn't wasn't able to go to Woodstock, but I, I was able to hang around groups like the Beatles and and some of the other groups like the Who. So that's another that's another time, right? Let's talk about um, what's happening in your life today. You began work with uh, Roger Munchian with uh, Rescue Not Arrested. And for those of you that may recall episode number two, I think it was, where we interviewed Roger. And that's a that's a worthwhile listen because Roger will talk about his life and how he came out of, uh, of that time in his life, which was a dark period, and now is serving God. And I don't know many, how many hundreds of thousands of Bibles that have been distributed through Roger's ministry and how many tens of thousands of people that's been impacted, that's uh, people that's uh, incarcerated. Tell us a little bit about your ministry with uh, with those in prison or just coming out. Well, I uh, met Roger at the very beginning of the ministry, Rescue Not Arrested, and I was invited to check the ministry out, and I did that, and uh, I— began to go into the county jail, into the 4th Avenue jail, and within just a very short period of time, I was doing services uh, consistently and every week, and I began to really feel like God had called me uh, into this ministry because he crossed every T and put every comma in, and I realized that God was using me to make a, an incredible difference in the lives of literally hundreds of men. Mm-hmm. And I know that, uh, you know, it's not uh, that common for someone like yourself or, or a ministry to go into the prison and actually baptize people. You've actually baptized inmates, right? Yes. In, in prison. With, yes. With uh, different kinds of, of um, water tubs that held water and, and um, whatever you could do to fill up something to be able to, to allow you to baptize folks there. What, 
Do you have anything that anyone that you remember that may have gone through a conversion that you actually baptized? Um, well, I I actually remember many men that God brought across my path that I was able that I met in my services and uh, I the services would allow me to see the men every week and. I was so thankful that my services were always full and they were actually packed. And I was able to watch many, many men be baptized and watch their lives be changed forever. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to follow them through the years, many of them that are serving long sentences, I'm still communicating with now. And many men that have been released, I get to uh, watch God bless their lives, and now they're making an incredible difference in the community. Mm-hmm. And I know there there are a lot of those those men whose lives have been changed. Many of them, and I wish I could show you um, an example, uh, but uh, obviously I can't. But we get from time to time, uh, regularly though. Um, one of the inmates who is tithing. And we'll get a check from the prison because it's from their account uh, for sometimes $1.50. I mean, you don't make a lot of money in prison. <laughs> True. And so whatever it is they are given, these men are decided to that they really wanted to tithe. So it's it's touching for me and my staff to receive a check from someone whose life has been changed and have been willing to actually um, participate in what little money they have in giving it to the Lord. Let's shift gears for for a little bit, Rick. I know that you also um, have a ministry here in the valley because you. I know you go to the often. I will I will meet you and ask you where you're going, and I would look on your seat of your car, and you'd have a bag of of hamburgers or something, and you were headed down to to some park, the Patriot Park, to uh, hand out uh, hamburgers to the to the homeless that's living down there. Give me an example of what a day might look like in your life. In this current time? Yeah. Um, well, I begin my day every day by asking God's blessing on my day and, and com- fully surrendering myself to the Lord so that I know— the voice of God, and I know where he wants me to be and where he's directing me to. He does shift gears sometimes throughout the day, and I've learned to be flexible uh, and pliable, and it's enabled me to be many times exactly at the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. so that I can lead people to the Lord so that I can speak to people and point them to the Lord, and so that I can share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I really feel like that is my greatest uh, goal right now, because God's Word makes it really clear that uh, the harvest is very, very plentiful, but the laborers are very few. And I encourage others all the time to step up to the plate and do what 
the Lord has directed us to do, to go out and tell everybody about Jesus. And I really feel like uh, people within the body of Christ are missing a lot of the fullness of God, and I encourage them to be able to do what God has already instructed us to do in his word. Mm-hmm. I know that if I look across CCV and think of all the people that I know at CCV, and I had to identify one person that I would consider a prayer giant, who would that be? The name, it wouldn't take me more than two nanoseconds to say Rick Wapel. I know how much you pray. I know how you start your mornings. It's not uncommon for me to get a phone call uh, from Rick, uh, who just says, "Larry, I was thinking about you, and I'd wonder if you, if 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 I could just pray for you." And Rick could be driving in the car. In fact, I learned this from you. You know, I used to think that well, when you pray, you should be you know at home and you should be or somewhere quiet and. And you should, um, in order to be, you know, honor God and to really um, have time to think about what you want to talk to him about, you were really one of the first people years and years ago, and I'm talking 10 years ago, that I thought was interesting because you would pray with your eyes open driving. And that was just something that I had not thought about doing. And and you kind of taught me that I can pray anytime, anywhere. I know that that prayer is a big part of your life, but you also mentioned that you talk to people about Jesus. Tell me, on a good day, um, how many different people do you think you might have talked with them about Jesus? I, a minimum of fifty people. Yeah, every day, and even today, it's it's early in the afternoon. I've I've spoke to at least fifteen people today. Not just a hello, but actually communicated with them and heard their hearts. And so I've made it part of my life Mm -hmm. that everywhere I go and everyone that crosses my path, uh, I'm reminded of what Paul said, that we are to be all things to all people in order that we may win some to the kingdom of God. So I really feel like everyone's very important to me. Mm And uh, I like the—I not like, but I love the underdog, and I love everybody uh, that walks and talks. Mm. And because I uh, have that—God's put that love in my heart, it's very easy for me to be able to begin a conversation. In fact, I ask the Lord to give me the right words everywhere I go to be able to initiate a conversation. And I've realized that it doesn't take very much. It just takes the right words mm-hmm. to, to connect with people. Yeah. Now, you've, you've, uh, you talked with a lot of different people, and yet you never get discouraged if someone doesn't want to talk to you or, or what. You just keep going. And so as a result of that, there's a lot of people— whose lives you impact. I, You and I both know when we've been together. Let me just share this one story. I asked Rick to go with me one time to San Luis Obispo. Do you remember that trip? I remember yeah. very clearly. And so I was at the time attending a photography workshop uh, by a well-known uh, digital photographer at the time. And uh, Rick went 
uh, with me. Of course, Rick was not into photography, and it really didn't interest him that much to actually attend any of these workshops. But what Rick would do, would he would go into town while I was at the workshop. And so we'd connect up at night and, and for dinner. And I would say, okay, Rick, how'd your, how'd your day go? And he would begin to explain to me. He said, well, it turns out that uh, Ralph's grocery store was on strike. So I went to another grocery store and I purchased um, bottles of water and I was handing them out to the picket line of the people who were on strike. And during that time, I talked to about 25 different people and one of those people decided he wanted to give his life to Christ. That's not uncommon of a story. The next day, we would do the same thing. And I said, well, how did your day go today, Rick? He goes, well, um, I stopped in a grocery store and um, I know, or in, excuse me, into a restaurant, and I was having coffee, and I looked out the window, and there was this Lamborghini that was out in the in the uh, front of the store. And so you waited until the owner came to the to to get into the car, and you approached him, and you struck up a conversation, and um, and that person was so impacted that he brought his wife back because we had dinner at that same cafe that night. He brought his wife back to meet Rick. And so this this happens pretty often. I do have to ask you this question. How many people, Rick, do you think are attending CCV today because you were bold enough to talk to them about Jesus? Well, I can only say a lot because every week I, I see many people from all walks of life that I've met uh, throughout the weeks before that, I invite everybody mm-hmm. to come to Christ Church of the Valley, and I share with them uh, that they will always be fed the Word of God, and they'll always be fed a meal when they come. And I think many times people come because they know they're going to get a meal, but they also come because they realize that they can be comfortable here and uh, and be received warmly. Uh, I really believe that Christ Church of the Valley is a very friendly church. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know you're very supportive of our staff, and everyone loves you here. Uh, well, this past couple of weekends, we've had a a sermon on sexuality, which was. We were really worried about because we wasn't f- sure how it was going to come across. What did you think of that sermon series? I probably should have asked you this before. <laughs> well, I I think it's incredible, and I think uh, that our pastor Ashley brings messages that are very relevant and that need to be spoke of. And I think that many times pastors are timid and afraid to step up to the plate. And I really, actually, my wife and I are very grateful and thankful that we see our pastor not just stepping up to the plate, but bringing a very clear message from God's Word, how God wants us to conduct ourselves in this time of our life. Well, this is a season that we certainly need help with what's going on in our world today. We need prayer and be on our knees more than ever. And so I'm I'm so glad to be going through that journey with you at this time of our, our lives, Rick. And I look forward to how we're going to work together in the future and, and, and our next trip. 
We need it. We're long overdue for both of us to go on a, on our next trip. Well, thank you for coming today, Rick. What would you like to leave as a final message to our listeners? I'd just like to remind everybody that is listening to this that they are important and that they need the Lord Jesus Christ in their hearts and in their lives. And if they know in their heart that they don't know the Lord, that they would receive Christ into their heart and live a life that they wouldn't even believe how incredible it is. Jesus said, I came that you may have life, and I came that your life would be full and meaningful and abundant. That's the life that God designed for every single one of us. I'm living that life right now. Mm -hmm. I'm living that life every single day. My life is full, my life is rich, and my life is abundant because I've stepped out in faith, and I'm trusting God for every detail of my life. He's my everything. God's Word says, I am the vine, and, and you are the branch. As I abide in you, and you abide in me, the same bringeth forth much fruit, and without me, you can do nothing. I realize that more and more every day. So I encourage people to meditate on the Word every day, to read God's Word every day. God's Word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and and we grow when we read his word, when we study his word, when we meditate on his word. And I I have, through the last 40 plus years, I've also added to memorize God's word. I know you have. I know you have. And uh, I'd love to maybe perhaps in a future podcast, we'll talk about that because I know as you go about your day, you'll notice a license plate with some numbers on it and you'll recite that, right? And so that'll bring up a memory verse. And before you know it, in fact, you know, I'm thinking of Romans 8.35, as we uh, know that once we become a child of God, that there's nothing going to separate us. And Romans 8.35 says, do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There's no way. No trouble, no hard times, no hatred, no hunger, not homelessness or bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture will separate us from the love of Christ. So I'm so thankful for that, Rick, and thankful for you. And we look forward to you joining us again for a future podcast. I would like to just add to what you just shared, for I am fully persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature— shall be able to separate us from the love of God, Mm. which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, God bless you, brother. Thank you, Larry. Look forward to talking with you again. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church slash missions where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments.